Sam, the reason that you and I love sports so much is the moments that it creates every year, right? Yeah, absolutely. What were the best moments in 2019? Well, I'll give you my five. Welcome to the break. I'm Sam. I'm Lucas, and today we're going to be talking about our top five sports moments of the year in 2019. To wrap up the year, this episode should be releasing um, right on the 30th, so it'll be right before the end of the year. And to go into it, because we have a lot to cover, Sam, why don't you start with your number five? Yeah, it's been a great year of sports. We're going to get right into this, so we get our five out here and discuss them. Just what we think are our personal top five moments in sports in 2019. My fifth, as some of you may know, I'm from uh, Southeastern PA, huge Philadelphia sports fan. Earlier this year, the Philadelphia Phillies announced they were signing Bryce Harper, all-star right fielder, one of the most polarizing players in MLB history. Uh, anyways, they announced they're signing him to a massive, massive deal. And after years of the Phillies just being absolutely dog crap for the better part of this decade in 2019 to round out the decade they said we're gonna make a big splash and we're gonna sign one of the best right fielders in baseball one of the premier home run hitters you know he's controversial he you know he has the swag he has the flair but he has the heavy bat he swings hard he swings for the fences he plays hard and yeah he's he's in philly now and i enjoyed his first season and i nothing i enjoyed more though than when they signed him for the first time no, definitely a great moment for Phillies fans and Nationals fans. Um, nah. <laughs> uh, yeah, moving into my top five. And this one, I- I'm a big sports stories person. Um, I, oh, yeah. I love the, the stories that remind us that sports are, or athletes are people too. And, and they have great things and, and lives that um, affect them on or off the field. And so my number five moment is the Newtown Connecticut State Championship uh, or winning the state championship. Oh, yeah. um, if you don't Great. know, Connecticut was where the Sandy Hook shooting was. And on the anniversary, they won the state championship um, in a crazy fashion. It was a last second 40-yard touchdown pass. Um, and it was an undefeated season it was our first title in uh, like 20 years it was just a great moment and there was one particular player uh, ben pinto whose brother was actually killed in the shooting and and there was just a lot of emotional moments and so i think going into it that is one of my favorite stories i've ever heard in sports and i'm gonna put yeah. that by this year yeah, that is a crazy story, and it's a little bit different from other stories because I didn't see it until, obviously, it was put on Twitter, and then once it was put on Twitter by a local reporter in the Newtown area, then it blew up, got on SportsCenter, ESPN, and all that. But, you know, for the majority of these moments, we all watch them on TV. You know, we watch them unfold live with broadcasters and ESPN or Fox Sports and all the glamour and glory, but really what sticks in my mind about the Newtown uh, State Championship win is the the Twitter Twitter video that was a grainy, it was a foggy night. It wasn't the clearest video, but what you could see was the emotion being poured out from the stands and the players on the field when they threw a touchdown pass to win the state championship and all the implications surrounding it. A really powerful moment for your number five. And yeah, no, it, it was 
when I remember when I saw that on Twitter, that's where I saw it as well. Um, just reading into it, it's one of those moments where it's a tearjerker. And it reminds you that sports are special on every level. It's not Absolutely. just professional sports you see live, but there's also special moments to be had for just high schoolers because what it means to those guys, the, the importance of that game and winning that is definitely uh, as meaningful to them as a, a national championship has to be to a college athlete or even a Super Bowl to a football player. You know, it's just it's a huge moment for them. 100 percent. And uh, to move off of yours and back into my list, my number four moment of 2019 in all of sports comes in Europe, in England, actually, Anfield. It was the UEFA Champions League semifinals, FC Barcelona versus Liverpool. For those of you who don't know, two of the biggest clubs in all of European football. And in these semifinals, it's a two-legged uh, aggregate type of uh, uh, match. So you play one game at one, per, or at one team's stadium, and then you come to the other team's stadium a week later, and whoever leads after the two um, two legs wins the match, goes on to the Champions League final, which is the biggest competition in all of Europe. And in this one, in the first leg in Spain at Barcelona's home uh, stadium, the Camp Nou, Barcelona jumps out 3-0, demolishes Liverpool, and it looks like they're going to walk into the uh, Champions League final on the backs of Lionel Messi, Luis Suarez, and all the great players they have there. And then we come back, it's, it's Anfield, one of the greatest atmospheres in all of European soccer. And Liverpool down 3-0. You know it's going to have to be an absolute miracle for them to come back. And what do they do? They jump out to an early lead on the back of a hero that no one saw coming in Divac Origi. He scores the first goal. It goes into halftime of the second leg, 1-0. Jurgen Klopp decides to sub in Gigi Wijnaldum. He scores two in a matter of 10 or 15 minutes. And then it's it's 3-3 on aggregate. And, you know, it, it comes down and it's 3-3 on aggregate. We're looking at still a Barcelona win to go to the final because of extra time. And for those of you who didn't see it, it it's going to be hard to explain what happened on the final corner to win this, uh, this Champions League semifinal for Liverpool. But it's Trent Alexander-Arnold. Had They have a corner kick, Liverpool. And Trent Alexander-Arnold, their star young right back, notices that Barcelona's not lined up right away. They're kind of taking a breather. And he finds Divac Origi quickly, puts the ball down, gets the whistle, kicks it in. And it's just Divac Origi who just passes it off his right foot, past the keeper to Stegen, and Anfield goes wild. Jurgen Klopp goes wild on the sideline, gives everybody in sight a hug. And, you know, it's Liverpool who goes on to win that leg 4-3, and then they go on to win the final um, in Madrid against uh, fellow English team Tottenham Hotspur and go on to win the Champions League for the sixth time. But it's really that semifinal second leg at Anfield, that 3-0 comeback that was really special, my fourth best moment of the year. I think when it comes to soccer, one of the great things about that game is points are so important. Mm-hmm. And when you have a, a comeback in football, you know, you, you score or in American football, um, you know, you right. score six points at a time. It feels a little different. Um, and basketball points are everywhere the entire game. So I think comebacks in soccer and soccer games are especially entertaining yeah. and, and amazing because, you know, to to score in soccer 
especially once you go down in a deficit, it's not like in other sports where you just play, you play the same that they just played. You can come back in soccer. That game's so much slower paced that a comeback right. is that much more impressive and, and incredible to watch. Right? Yep. Absolutely. Um, to flip it to the other football um, back to American, my number four is Tom Brady winning ring number six. Now it hurts a little bit to say, um, me not being the biggest fan of uh, New England, but I appreciate number six. um, I think personally that moment cemented him as the goat to me. Um, After that, after hearing all over ESPN that this was going to be his cliff year. I mean, they've said that every year for multiple years, but you know, you have to believe to an extent you're like, well, you know, you look at the whole Garoppolo thing that had, that had just happened a few years before, and he's saying, well, you know, are they really the same? Are they really right. going to be able to win another championship? And then Brady gets there, and, you know, I, the Rams don't put up a shot. And I I just I remember watching that and thinking, like, wow, like nobody's done it better than this guy. And, and that goes yeah. also for Belichick, where I think after that, you know, I had already put him up there, but really it was like, wow this guy's a genius. This guy is brilliant at what he does. These two are th- just the greatest duo that, yeah. that I've gotten to witness with my own eyes. And watching that and, and seeing that was incredible because, you know, you get, and when a team goes and they win championship after championship, after a while, you start to kind of lose it. You know, you start to kind of say like, oh, it's getting old, it's getting boring. But this one to me, um, I mean, it, it didn't feel as good as as watching the Falcons one, where I was like, "Wow, that's the greatest comeback I've ever seen." It, right. It was meaningful in the sense that it was like, "Wow, after all this time, he's still going. He still got it. He's still beating time," and it was incredible to watch. One hundred percent. Not the most exciting game for him to win it in, but just oh. the accomplishment of him getting his sixth Super Bowl. Insane. Definitely a top moment of twenty nineteen. I'm going to transition. Top game. Um, his number five, I, I will put a top game, but as a moment for his career, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to transition into something that is kind of op- opposing what I started with, which was a great thing for Philly sports. Something not so great for Philly sports, but great for the game of basketball. It's Kawhi Leonard's buzzer beater in the game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, unfortunately against my Philadelphia 76ers, that pounced around the rim what felt like 10 times for two whole minutes before it fell in and sent the Sixers home and propelled the, the Raptors on their way to beating the Bucks. And it's the type of moment where you, you remember where you were, you remember watching it, you remember Twitter just going up in flames after it went in and Bede's response to it, uh, just everybody's response, how hype it was if you're a Raptors fan, if you're just a fan of the NBA in general, I have to admit, crazy that it you know went down to that but the shot itself was just it's iconic you have his celebration where he's kneeling down in the corner his teammates are mobbing him it's a it's a picture that you'll never forget and sometimes in sports the picture is what makes the moment so great and that is my third best moment of 2019 in all of sports i will say that moment that that came right around the time the game of thrones season eight was on so that that really lifted my spirits from that dumpster fire and and just seeing that you know there's something about shots that bounce off the rim that it's just so special when you just see a shot bounce up it seems so improbable that it goes 
yeah, it's like a movie. And right, and exactly, one hundred percent. To me, it, it looked like in in two K when you take the sliders, you put them all the way up in your, yeah. you know, your your mind yeah. league, and, and you go and you shoot a corner three to win the game because you're like, oh, that would never happen in real life. That's what made it. That's what made it more sickening as a Sixers fan too. Is when if he would have switched it, I would have been like, okay, he made the shot. All credit to him. When that bounced around and went in, I got sick to my stomach because I was like, did he really deserve to make it? But he obviously proved later on that he definitely did. And it was a, such a great moment for Kawhi and basketball in general. It was it, it, one of my favorite shots uh, ever. It was it was amazing and, and incredibly clutch and, you know, kicked off the, the Kawhi greatness train. Yeah. Uh, moving into my number three, um, this one's another story that I absolutely fell in love with when it happened. Um, one that I remember bring a tear to my eye to to read, um, not only when the first event happened, but when this moment happened, and that's following mm-hmm. Tyler Skaggs' death and mm-hmm. the Angels having the no-hitter game when they all had the 45 jerseys on that all said Skaggs. And yep. it, it was just one of those moments where you 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 hear about something so tragic and you wonder – how can a team move forward? How can a family move forward? How can friends move forward? And the way that they went out, they put up a, an incredible game for him and the, the his mom threw the pitch and it was right down the middle. It was a beautiful pitch to start the game. And, you know, afterwards, the stat came out that that was the first no-hitter since his birthday, their first Angels no-hitter since the day he was born. With, yeah, it's... Oh, it's it was It was ridiculous. It was... Craziness one of the greatest moments and one of those uh, amazing storied, you know, the stat doesn't even sound real kind of moments. Right. It it's, so... it's the type of moment that when people ask me, why do you like sports? I'll point them to that moment. I'll yeah. say, you can't write that. You literally, there's not a movie, a book, a, a show in the world that can write what happened with the Angels no-hitter after the tragic death of a really good pitcher in Tyler Skaggs. And it's the type of thing where it, sports writes these stories that are the reason why me and you watch. And they, they write these stories that give us these moments that are the reason why we're attached so much to sports and want to do what we want to do for the rest of our lives. And it's, it's, it's something that, like I said, you can't write it. And it brought a tear to my eye to see the Angels throw a no-hitter for the first time since his birthday, just a few days removed from his tragic death. Paying tribute to him, it was one of the most beautiful moments in sports of my lifetime and certainly of 2019. No, I I will say definitely that's going to be the kind of thing that I will remember for my life as that's why I love sports. It's one of those more than just a game, this is why we play kind of moments. And... I mean, it truly is something that's crazy that you couldn't even write in a story. Um, the other crazy coincidences here, it was the 11th Angels no-hitter. Skaggs were 11 as a high school pitcher, and mm. they had seven runs in the first inning and finished with 13, and his birthday was on 7-13. It was an incredible coincidence in so many ways, and it, it just – it was – one of those games that almost seems like divine intervention because it was just everything lined up and, and just a beautiful moment um, of Mm -hmm. the year and in sports ever. Yeah. It makes you take a step back and realize just how powerful sports can be. And 
to transition it, it off of that beautiful moment is is something that it's less of one particular moment that I can pick out and rather stretch over this past summer that was so powerful socially, culturally, and in the world of sports. It's the United States women's national team. And in specific for me and my number two, Megan Rapinoe's dominance on the field and off the field in the headlines. She dominated. Uh, she dominated President Donald Trump, with all due respect, for a little for a short period of time, speaking out for what she believed in and backing up her trash talk and her her poses with a golden boot, a World Cup golden medal, player of the tournament comes out now, FIFA Player of the Year. You know, she really dominated for a stretch that was amazing to watch the country gather around and rally for this U.S. women's national team and watch them absolutely go for it and gun their way to a gold medal at the, at the World Cup once again. I uh, also have uh, the U.S. women's national team World Cup as my number two. All right. Um, less focus on Rapino. It was a, a great moment for me because women's sports uh, have always been overlooked and soccer yeah. has been the one unique sport where in America, especially we've seen women have uh, been seen as, as uh, not equals, unfortunately, um, in a lot of ways, but women's soccer has always been taken seriously in a way that women's yeah. basketball and other women's sports have not. And they've already been taken more seriously than men's soccer in this country for a long time now too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you this much. I've wanted a U.S. women's national team Jersey more than a men's national team Jersey, because I know the names, I know the faces. Uh, I remember watching a documentary about it in class and, you know, it was a fantastic uh, moment when they had already won before um, for women's sports and for American soccer. And this time when it happened, there was so much more with the way the world had been thinking and the way that we've been talking women's sports that this one felt like, like it was really pushing for is pushing the envelope in a way that it hadn't before. And in a way where going forward, we really need to start taking it more seriously. And this was a great American cultural moment. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and dominated I, the headlines for a long time. It dominated shows like sports center. It was all people were talking about. And, you know, whether we group it as the team or Megan Rapinoe, it's all powerful in its own right. And they're still fighting for the equal pay and the equal recognition, which they more than deserve. I mean, they won the World Cup. They won a tournament that was held on the grandest stage that it can be. All of the world present for competing and, and playing for one title, and the United States of America won it. It was a great time to live in this country and be a fan of a sport like soccer. Um, and it was just a really cool thing to see. And it was really cool to see athletes using their platform. We talked about it in a in a previous episode, more so focus on LeBron James, but really it was a, a missight by us. We didn't mention the U.S. Women's National Team when we absolutely should have because that's the prime example of how to use your platform for what you believe in politically, culturally, socially, whatever it may be, and proving yourself on said platform was even more impressive by Rapino and the rest of the team. For sure, and, and just a group of incredibly talented and, and just great role models you know they all carry themselves with such respect and, and an amazing demeanor and 
the whole time they were focused not only on winning for themselves, but winning for women everywhere. And it was just an incredible moment, an incredible team. And, you know, I always love to see when America wins. I always like to see us compete nationally. And when it, it has another meaning to it, it just makes it that much better. Yeah, it was it was really awesome to wrap it up 100%. Um, my number one sports moment of the year this is something that you left off your list entirely. I'm not necessarily blaming you for it, but man, I'm not sure how you did it. It's the comeback of Tiger Woods out of all the things that happened in this man's career, all the dominance he had, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows uh, over the course of this decade and everything. But then he comes back in 2019 and wins the Masters. I sat and was glued to my TV all Saturday and Sunday watching Tiger Woods compete at Augusta National. And when he came out on Sunday wearing the red shirt, the Sunday red, he had his game face on. He was locked in. He looked like the Tiger Woods of old. And when he, when he sank the putt to win it and he threw his arms in the air, jumped, Augusta went up in flames. Twitter went up in flames. It was one of the coolest moments of my life in all of sports watching Tiger Woods reclaim his crown and win the Masters, which is probably the biggest golf tournament in the world. No, it's one of those moments that, you know, again, we like to see comebacks not only on the field, but also in careers. And I did leave it off my list because to me, I've never been a big golf fan. So that's fair. You know, I I would, I, I, even if I were to put it on my list, it's a great moment. I don't have much to say about it. Um, but I do recognize that a guy who came into his sport as, as one of those people where he was a child prodigy, he was a, a tremendous athlete, and right. after going through what he went through with, with you know, the lowest of lows, as you put it, and then to win at the highest stage after so much time is incredible for any sport and for any athlete. And like I said, I did have it in my top five, but to, to hear somebody put it on their top five is, is something I have to agree with. Yeah. And, and what made it even more special was when you take a, a, an athlete, a figure as controversial and polarizing as Tiger Woods is some people love him. You either love him or you hate him. And I think regardless of how you feel about him, you have to acknowledge the massive, massive moment that this was when he won the masters when he, was going down the stretch. It wasn't like he ran away with it. It came down to the last couple of holes. And then once you knew he was winning it, had to sink one more putt for, I think he had a bogey on the 18th. Doesn't even matter. When he sank the putt and won, it, it, it was the pinnacle for me of a great athlete, a great crowd, and a great just nationwide, maybe even worldwide in some parts of the world, convergence on one moment that happened and it just set everything in flames, which is something about sports that I'll admire forever is the ability for one athlete in one place at one specific point to just light everything up and be electrifying. And that's what Tiger was on that Sunday at the masters. No, just uh, another tremendous sports moment. And like I said, even one where as somebody who isn't a huge golf fan, I remember hearing about, it. I remember exactly where I was when it happened. Right. I remember having friends glued to their TVs, watching it. And definitely a, a tremendous moment in sports this year. Mm -hmm. My number one 
something we actually touched upon a little bit um is the toronto raptors 2019 championship all right to explain a little bit more about that it's mostly Kawhi's journey and what he did and what it meant to that organization and to the city and to a whole country it was it was a perfect storm at this time of the year in the finals because you had the dominant warriors and you know the years of domination they had you had a team of good role players and a great Kawhi Leonard player in addition to just the finals matchup and the stakes that that had for Toronto we didn't know if Kawhi was going to leave after that year or not he ended up leaving but at the time the speculation was enough to fill three hours of programming for each major network because he was so polarizing and everyone was glued to their screens to watch and just it, it was bigger than just a finals for Kawhi and his team and I think you're going to get into that Leading up to it, we had been talking about, was this trade worth it? You, I mean, you leave DeRozan, who was a, a great player, who was a loyal player, who loved that team. Right. He was friends with Lowry, and, and you throw Kawhi in there, and you say, he's a rental. He's injured, loan management. Right. Is it worth not it? Only that, not only that, you fire your coach of the year winner from the year before and hire a guy who you say, well, this guy's probably better coach, Nick Nurse, and, well, they got it right. Oh, yeah, and and... and you, you put out a totally new pairing of you say, this is our new star and our new coach. And you're so confident in, in what could be and ended up being a one-year rental that you throw that duo out there and it works. Yeah, I mean, it, pays off. It, it was a fantastic team. They showed load management as its, its first real um, appearance in the NBA to a huge stage. And we ended up seeing Kawhi Leonard for the second time take down a dynasty on a second team. And I'm not going to say he took down the dynasty, but he won the title. And afterward, I mean, the Warriors now fell apart in so many different ways. And, and to do that in Toronto and in Canada where basketball is still growing and to win it for a city and a whole country is a fantastic moment. Yeah, it's crazy. He had a whole entire country of basketball fans on his back. You know, the United States has 29 teams. You're only representing a city. Everybody in Canada, or the vast majority of basketball fans in Canada, are Toronto Raptors fans. And he went and won a title against one of the most dominant dynasties of all time in any sport for an entire country. It was a, a fantastic thing to just watch and to to sit there and and to see Drake and to see all these Toronto natives on Twitter and hear from people who, who I have friends who have been Toronto fans their whole lives and YouTubers I watch and just everybody really who cool. cares about this team finally see them win a championship. And I love to see a team win their first championship or come out yeah, of a trout really cool. every time it happens, especially when it's a team like that that to me deserved it. Um, and and a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who who I felt deserved it, and mm -hmm. just a a fantastic sports moment and a great moment for the entire country of Canada. And I I loved watching that live. I watched every game of that final series, and it was just amazing. Yeah, really cool moment. It launched Kawhi into the stratosphere as one of the best NBA players, and it really it was one moment. Your in your opinion, the best moment. It, regardless, one of the best moments in an amazing year of sports in 2019. So many great moments that we left off of our list that we could have added on here. 
I mean, I could go on for days. This could be a three-hour podcast if you let me. Um, but unfortunately, we're running out of time. So such a great year of sports. Thanks for listening to the break this year. We'll be back in 2020 for sure. And hopefully a full year of podcasts for you guys. Uh, I'm Sam. Yes. And this has been The Break.